1: That's the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go. Learn B, come
2: on. We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I have more of a podcast body. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin hey y'all welcome to the quiet podcast the definitive mighty ducks podcast we are back we're not gonna waste any time because we have on the line the writer and creator of mighty ducks and mighty ducks game changer and a bunch of other stuff but those main two that we're worried about steve brill steve thank you so much for being here
3: it is your pleasure always
2: (laughs) i would expect nothing
3: less that, that is when, when's the last time I, I i talked to you guys like five years ago maybe
2: well yeah i mean that was the big one we had like a like a 20 minute one when it was first announced that you were doing the series and you yeah. just sort of let us in on some of the deals um, yeah. i think just because i kept annoying you uh and emailing you so i appreciate I think,
3: that i think we did run like five years ago on the whole thing you No, know? i remember right. being in a drugstore talking to you guys yeah, yeah
0: so you were, like, picking that. up cough syrup for your kid or something like
2: that. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> exactly. I remember yeah, that. So here we are, and now there's news to report, actually. Something new to talk about.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, obviously, uh, Disney, I think that's called Disney Investor Day. The trailer comes out. The announcement comes out. Uh, just what is the status? Like, how far along are you in uh, actually uh, creating these and, and buttoning them up?
3: We literally... Wrapped last night the 10th episode we're doing some pickups today in Vancouver, and so we are done with 10 episodes i'm currently editing the seventh one and. um, Should finish editing all of them and going through them and mixing and everything by early March and then it's supposed to air later March late March, did you know that did they announce that as an air date or not
2: no they said uh 2021
3: yeah so. i think i think late march is uh that's not a secret i don't think but that's the idea
2: perfect perfect yeah. so we're so 10 episode first season um does this have like an arc or do you have seasons two three four in, in your head or what's sort of the idea behind it?
3: we have been talking about second season third season the whole time me and Josh Goldsmith, Kathy Espa um, who write and produce on this. And uh, we've been talking about, it. we don't know what it is though. It's all sort of, uh, we were hoping that Disney would Greenlight a second season before we finished our first so that we could stay and keep our rank that we built. But the the realities of COVID and everything and Disney's restructuring, I don't think it's gonna let them make that decision. So. We'll pretty much wait till it airs and then it's a hit and then we'll start figuring out what the second season is, which we have ideas for. You guys have ideas for it?
0: Oh, we've got lots of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I mean, Disney is an, uh, an appropriate platform for some of our ideas. I uh, gotcha.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We went, when it was first announced, we tried to guess what it was going to be. And uh, we yeah. were we, I think we sent Charlie Conway down. He was like divorced and went to Mexico. And created los patos poterosos like the mighty ducks in spanish uh yeah so uh we were on Grand,
3: well, the grande canard yeah. or whatever or french yeah no, exactly. Okay, uh,
2: exactly yeah so i mean you mentioned covid i think originally this was supposed to air in like september this year how much did did covid really mess with the the filming and, and your sort of whole schedule there
3: ah uh, that so we uh we were supposed to go right back into production in, uh, in March of last year, coming up on a year, and then we would have been done and we would have aired by September, that's right. And we, and by the way, we're very lucky that we were able to go back and finish. It's still sort of a miracle. I mean, a few other shows have managed to do this, but I think we're one of the only ones that, we were one of the first ones out, first ones finished, without any shutdowns per se. So we, uh, So we essentially went on hiatus like everybody, and then started talking about getting going in May, and then it wasn't May, and then it wasn't June, then it wasn't July, but we were in pre-production in July thinking we could go August, September, and it just came out that we could start shooting in September um, because Canada, to its infinite credit, got this shit down, unlike America (laughs) and the United States, and they had protocols going, and they had quarantines, and they shut the border, and... uh, they, they they made it possible so yeah so it was like a five-month delay but and it's incredible that we finished we finished last night 10 episodes yeah did yeah. you
2: have to change anything like in the plot or something just to make sure you were following those COVID protocols did it actually affect the the story at all did you hear Tom Cruise yelling at
3: everyone last night I, <laughs> I did yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's an extreme version of what you're dealing with, but it's understandable. I mean, I don't actually fault Tom. I like him for doing that. Uh, it's that serious to the point where he might've been seeing two people close to each other without their masks. And to that point, it's like, we didn't, we, we didn't, we wrote one quick kiss. We didn't, people were not hugging the way um, they might've wanted to, but in my episode, oh I, yeah, you don't know about my episode. But uh, we, every time someone would hug, was like a big deal, or anytime people touched, and anytime they interacted in a small room, like the locker room scenes, had to really be thought out and shot differently because we couldn't have all the kids in small spaces. It was all about small spaces, um, unventilated sort of sets. So we always we had to sort of accommodate that in the writing and the production design uh, to alleviate, you know, any 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 of that. And it was crazy. I mean, it was like the stand-ins. Um, had to leave. Then the actors had to come in it had to be sanitized and all these protocols, which we, which worked, you know, no, uh, no, no complaints, uh, you know, it slowed everything down, but then you get the hang of it and, we uh, were able to pretty much, uh, act like it was uh, just a regular show with people wearing masks behind the camera. Yeah. Is
1: it, is it particularly tough dealing with, uh, with a bunch of kids? uh i'm just picturing like a school teacher trying to wrangle a bunch of kids in a classroom and it being a similar scenario
3: yeah it was in the beginning but i don't know our kids sort of really stepped up i was a little nervous in the beginning because of that energy you're talking about and they were like oh it's summer camp but once covid hit and added this layer of this is fucking serious we drilled it into them and they they kind of they kind of they kind of did good on that aspect you know they were still prepubescent teenagers so there were a lot of other issues but they were able to sort of figure out that that's nothing could happen because you also had COVID officers on the set not as mean as Tom Cruise but like people like two or three on every set going put your mask up don't do that stay away touch, you, t- you can't touch that you can't touch that prop that was another thing like if you touched a, pro- if a prop man had to wipe everything down um so it was it was complicated labor intensive
2: yeah <laughs> Yes. We were we were trying to get out there, and then COVID happened. We Kevin had already booked his flight to Vancouver. We were just going to try to show up and see what happened, and then it uh, it uh, all went to hell for us. But uh, I, I think I was suggesting that.
3: Yeah. I was suggesting Disney should pay for it, which they probably would have back in the day, but those days are over. Those days changed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was I was talking to their PR person, uh, yeah. and then he kind of ghosted me for a while. Um, yeah. And, or just like let's try to show up.
0: But what what else did that PR person have to do other than shepherd <laughs> three young uh, gentlemen from Texas to Vancouver? I mean, nothing else was happening, right?
3: <laughs> well, right. <laughs> so
2: yeah. So let's get into uh, the trailer here. Obviously, um, we see you know Lauren Graham. We see the kid get cut. Uh, the Ducks are the powerhouse. Uh, a nice new Ducks logo uh just where did that yeah. sort of come from
3: the what where'd you see it uh center it's ice? on the center ice yeah oh the, yeah, the, yeah yeah the sort of that's ice. yeah are you able to discern what's different about it
2: or? there's different some, colors
0: i got some hawks vibes from it i'm not gonna lie
2: <laughs> yeah was, a, little, a little more menacing yeah it had
3: to be because of the story plot the story twist which I think i told you guys about and so you knew it was all coming and now you can see it in the trailer so uh and also believe it or not we had to change it from what was the nhl one that we created that i created that the nhl used the sort of goalie mask or wing, whatever that's called that we used in ducks 2 and then was adapted and not really changed i don't think the nhl first generation was any different than the movie one was it
2: no i don't think so yeah
3: so that was what i wanted to use but they wouldn't let us because nhl blah 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 so we had to change it ever so slightly so i i came up with the new design which is is it hockey sticks or there's something fundamentally different about it like crossed hockey sticks i don't think they had that or did they um and making the duck mask uh sort of like a, a, more of a snarl and just a different sort of graphic uh, layout
2: mm-hmm. And then, obviously, as you mentioned, the Ducks are sort of the mean guys now. Uh, well, ten straight ch- state championships. Uh, maybe a callback to Eden Hall, who had also won ten straight state championships. I don't know. Um, and then it looks like this new team is is some form of maroon and yellow. Uh, are you able to reveal anything about this new team that that gets created?
3: Uh, yeah. Is it in the is it in the trailer what they're called
2: or not? no the, the, you just see there a little bit of their uniforms you don't read what
3: the what it says on them
2: no it's just like the it's mostly a, a like a shoulders up shot of one kid of the main kid
3: you sure you detectives did not t- t- figure out what the shirt said
2: i mean i have some guesses but i don't say? Th- little What's giants are they the gophers (laughs) no but they're the gopher colors right yeah lauren
0: graham's got the minnesota gophers hoodie in one shot Uh yeah 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 yeah.
3: um yeah well i think i think it's on that jersey but if you if you uh want to put your writer's hats on i think in the trailer we'll call it the trailer which did they officially release that, or was that sort of just jacked onto the internet? I thought that I was
2: jacked thing. onto the internet. I yeah. tried to look for an official release from Disney. It wasn't Plus. It wasn't
3: official. They let it go, and they didn't enforce it because they liked it so much, but yeah. Um, so if you look at the thing, maybe it'll be a little homework for you. Okay. The, title, the title is in... What the name of their team is is in the trailer.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, so maybe... Maybe you'll come up with it by the end of the um, session. Interesting.
2: Tommy's yeah. doing some research now. I've got yeah. my
0: second screen. I'm, you I'm have going. To, you, have to,
3: you have to listen and think, hmm. OK. I'd be, I'd be impressed if Tommy got it. But we'll...
0: The podcast body, that's it, isn't the, it? The, the podcasters.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the podcast bodies. Yeah. 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 That's, fun. that's a good guess. That's right. <laughs> that's you. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to take credit for that. And I'm going to give you guys credit somehow for the podcast. The yeah. Podcast, the kid's in it. You know, so that kid, that podcaster is in the beginning of the trailer, right? Going the Mighty Ducks, or that's that's his podcast going on mm. at the rink. It's sort of using him as a podcast slash announcer, live announcer. And he gets another um partner in there too. I don't know, I don't think she's in the trailer. But so there's two two podcasters that are devoted to Mighty Ducks hockey. Did
0: you them. tell yeah. them to like listen to all 200 episodes of the quack attack as research i didn't have to tell them
3: i didn't have to tell them they they <laughs> they, they knew to do that Of yeah.
0: course. <laughs> they probably had yeah. a parental sign off on it because we do have the tvma
3: oh you do oh yeah yeah we got the explicit rating 200 episodes
2: yeah 200 i think you're 245 uh, this incredible. one is
3: incredible.
2: Incredible. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened, honestly. I don't know how we got yeah, here. It's called an
3: addiction. You can't stop. It's <laughs> yeah. like obsessive compulsive, something.
1: One of those healthy addictions, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's like exercising. Yeah. It yeah. could be worse. It yeah. could be worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean for you just like going back obviously you have amelia amelia just comes out of like the fog there in the trailer yeah. that was one yeah. of my favorites yeah uh <laughs> and you have all these new kids just like how weird was it to be back working mighty ducks 20 some odd years later
3: um it was uh you mean sorry i'm trying to think like i i actually there's an episode where i bring back uh, the one i directed i was going to direct more but i directed one and we bring back some OG ducks for the one I did. And that was really special. Uh, so that was what was weird and trippy to have Emilio. And we had seven of the original people come up for one episode. And it was uh, it was pretty awesome. I guess it's a surprise, but I don't know. I'll just I say what I said. You can guess who they are. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely the OGs.
2: There's been some things floating around on social media. Uh, I think we, yeah. know, I know at least one. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think we want to leave that. Like you want the reveal when you watch it, you yeah, don't want it
0: ruined sure. in the trailer. You don't want no. it ruined in the podcast. So we can leave no. it a, a little bit myster-
3: mysterious here. No, it's good. It's um this guy, Todd Linden who is a, a fan reminds me of you guys. And he was the writer on the show. So he got that episode to write and really dug in and really honored the characters and made, uh, made made more out of and filled out their what happened to them more than I uh, cared to figure out like what happened to the people or I was like, oh man, I don't know. So he came up with some good ideas for like, cause they wanted, obviously they have lives and jobs. And, and I think it's an Easter egg type thing for uh, for everyone to, to see. So we, we do some of that fun stuff. Yeah, did, I was gonna ask,
0: I mean, Um, uh, sorry, Kevin. Um, what the Easter egg that you mentioned, is that going to be like throughout the series? Are there little nods back to Eden Hall, back to D2, back to D1? Will fans of the the original trilogy really kind of get that by watching it?
3: I, I think so. I mean, I, I from the beginning, wanted to just put that in. I mean, there's levels of fans, and you guys are a different level, obviously. <laughs> but they, uh, so you guys will be dissecting things that will probably go past people, but certainly every... Opportunity in every reality to address and refer back to one of the movies is there. There's no like ignoring of, uh, of the reality we created in those movies. So, um, so for example, uh, I think every episode has at least something interesting that, um, that ties back, particularly because Emilio is the main character and obviously his whole story reflects backwards and forwards.
1: Do we do we have any uh, cast member directed episodes? I guess I'm thinking specifically Emilio since he's done a little bit of that in the past. Yeah,
3: he was supposed to, but the COVID sort of thing as an actor, it was just a a bit of a logistical nightmare. To in our he was going to direct one, and then he was like, ah, but acting is like you got to take your mask off, and you do this and directing, got to do this, and it literally became. Uh, these are hard shows to direct because we really did go for it as far as. Um, production value and skating and we did it felt just like we were doing the movies again um it was just a big old movie production it wasn't like some small scale um version for tv on a sound stage we built our ice we uh i got seamus tierney the guy who shot um halloween for me uh and we did it anamorphic and it's just it's all out there. I I don't know if you can tell it wasn't the the pilot, the trailer wasn't about showing, but you can kind of feel, I think, you know, the production value and scale of it through the trailer.
2: Now in the original, everyone we talked to, the actors said, you know, they lied and said they could play hockey. They knew how to skate. And then you all showed up and no one knew how to skate. Um, was, Was that a similar type deal this time? Or did we have a little more experience going on?
3: For the actors who got cast yeah yeah well the main kid brady he was a, a pretty good little athlete and uh he picked it up and got into it so he's able to do most of the skating he's the kid from good boys brady noon mm-hmm. um you, you see him in the trailer he, he does most of his own skating he's a good little new jersey kid who, who, who grew up on skates a little bit and then uh a couple of the other ones could a, a lot of them couldn't but uh at all they didn't lie because i was pretty onto it in the audition so i was like you know we're gonna catch you immediately so don't (laughs) lie and are you athletic or not i mean the one kid the goalie um did they show the goalie in the trailer uh
2: i think they show the face and just because i'm a weirdo i'm pretty sure i know who it is but they don't sort of show that this kid is <laughs> okay who is it who is uh,
3: it's it?
2: the one kid who was on america's got talent yeah yeah.
3: yeah yeah luke islam i mean that's that's the public record i mean he's been cast so yeah luke islam Man, and, and he weirdly looked like goldberg when we cast yeah. him and now he's grown up as kids grow in this period so much I, I don't think it's as much and we didn't cast him because he looked like goldberg but um yeah he's quite a talent he couldn't skate at all and he was uh not athletic at all, and uh, but by the end he's he's out there doing it himself. The kids all sort of learn to skate, um, and then uh, it's it's funny they if you, if you're athletic and you put all those pads on, you can just but you sort of feel fearless, and and the arc the learning curve for the kids skating it's really kind of quick and amazing, and by the end uh, a lot of them are doing pretty much their own stuff. The funny thing is we have one kid who's supposed to be the worst skater on the team a really good looking kid um like uh, uh he, he's in the toronto maple leaf he's from canada so they they recruit him um because he comes to the neighborhood and then the moving band comes out and they're like guys where are you from he's like i'm from canada and he has these vipers that are unpacking the uh the the moving thing and they're like oh and he's wearing a, uh, a maple leaves jersey and he, he's just he looks like uh or something a young gila Fleur. and uh and they're like, yeah, we, we got to get him, and they get him, And uh, of course, not very good. Um, and he, that kid himself was a Canadian who looked and played and was a great skater. And he had to play that he couldn't skate pretty much for the whole episode, for the whole season, which was funny.
1: So, so uh, you didn't bring Jack White on set to, uh, to whip him into shape?
3: We did not do Jack White, so we, we you know, and Jack was great. And, you know, what's funny is a lot of the things I wanted to do could never would have not happened because of COVID because we wouldn't have been able to travel Jack White or an American. We were really constrained to Canadian hires, with the exception of my episode when I brought up ducks from uh, for actors. We pretty much immediately, when we went back, had to do everything in Canada. The coach, though, was this person we vetted and found an ex-NHLer are you guys good at NHL trivia, or
2: do you guys know all your guys? Yeah, I like, mean, it's been, rev- like, Dylan Playfair. Is that who you're talking about? No, it's not Dylan. <laughs> Dylan's a, in it. Dylan's an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Letterkenny. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: that's why that Dylan's in it, because I love Letterkenny so much. And his dad is, you know, Dylan's dad is, and Dylan's uncle. We're pros. Um, and his <laughs> dad is a coach on the Oilers. But, uh, no, it's Dave Tomlinson. Remember that name?
2: It sounds briefly yeah, familiar i think dave, it's a little before my time
3: well i mean there is no your time it's hockey trivia I mean, <laughs> fair dave tomlinson i happen to have remembered weirdly he had a i don't know you'll look him up a canuck a uh, sort of a grinder type um and he was in canada and he was the perfect guy to do the jack white role of coach because that role also is like hockey choreographer getting the doubles getting you know you're in charge of this huge department and it's like being the coach and the teacher, and the, and and so he's the behind the scenes heart and soul of it. Yeah, Dave Tomlinson. I take H L. We also got a few, and I also got calls. It was so sad I couldn't do uh, things like Brad Marchand called and wanted to be in it, and uh, and Chara wanted to be in it. And That's hilarious. They even though they were Canadian, they weren't, and we couldn't bring them in and quarantine. They were in the United States when they when we wanted them, and but we have one we have one NHL camera which is, is good for some people we'll see yeah if you even care or recognize them I won't tell you who it is
2: okay well that, I mean that's another Easter egg for us to find all right well yeah I,
3: yeah there's levels of that too yeah.
2: so we put out a call to the Coacolites about what questions they had for you um, so, okay so Kevin um, do you have those ready do you have any questions that you like uh that we can float out to steve here
1: uh i'm not, I'm not gonna lie i'm a little unprepared uh, uh do you have a few sure
2: All well first of all this guy um eric lemaire he just says um just tell him that i love him and thank you um, okay yeah so eric uh,
3: lemaire yep
2: yeah um a lot of questions about cameos um uh from at akd underscore five six will frank huddy make a return in the new series
3: son of a bitch man he really he was gonna (laughs) he, he he had a whole thing and i was gonna set him up and i was there and it was in the episode i was directing but believe it or not it's pretty boring but i just assumed i wrote myself the role i did it and then like three days and i got costume fitted and three days before they told me, you're not cleared as an actor. Uh, It's like a whole thing as part of the deal. Like I'd be taking a job from, I I didn't clear it ahead. I didn't have a work permit as an actor. I thought my work permit as producer and director would work for everything. And they said no, and they were really serious about it. So Frank Cuddy was shut down. I didn't give the role to anyone else. He'll be be there though in season two.
2: Okay. Would it be
0: that you were taking a role from a Canadian actor?
3: it was yeah i mean essentially we didn't make a deal uh everything would have been an exception and i I didn't give myself a good part a big part but um yeah i couldn't prove that was essential
0: yeah we had a we had a something with my work where we couldn't get our american into canada because they thought that someone a canadian should be doing that job Um, i I have a quick question has emilio finally learned how to skate
3: That that is a load. You'll have to ask that in a different way.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to bring him on for maybe episode two
2: fifty.
3: Yes, you gotta try. Go get that white whale, man. I
2: tried. His PR people just said that he's not doing interviews at this time. Um, that was. I'll get him to do it. Okay. okay. There you go. That was. Yeah, that was a couple months ago. That was like the height of COVID when no one was doing anything, and I thought I had a shot.
3: I'll make him do it
2: make him do the the
0: press rounds
3: yeah the press rounds for sure but you guys have to you you have to do it you'll say okay i want la
0: times and new york times quack attack those are the big three everyone knows
3: yes well i think he he must know about you i'm sure i've talked about it and he knows he's probably Um, blocked us on
0: twitter i'm sure
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 well he doesn't do twitter he said because uh, there was something about it. And he's like, I'm not on Twitter since I uh, famously uh, were, created a war. I don't know, during the Mighty Ducks playoffs. Remember, he was texting or mocking uh, Chicago or somebody. Yeah. He was like, really? What was it? <laughs> he, was like, he got so much shit for, uh, for engaging the Twitter mob on, uh, on the NHL finals that he quit.
2: Yeah. He was just like saying, he was just cheering for the ducks, essentially um, as Gordon Bombay and people got mad at him for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Let's do maybe, maybe one more, um, maybe two more at I am chef, Jojo uh, will Eden hall Academy play a role in the new series, especially with its name change at the end of D3.
3: Wow. That's a good question. Well, Eden hall, is not a, a, a part of season one. I could see them coming back for two or three because just like in the same arc of the seri- the movie series, like these kids are pre, they're the eighth grade, middle school, and then ninth grade would be Eden Hall. So by next year, they could easily have Eden Hall connections.
1: Mm. Interesting. And then- I, I've, I've got one, Mike. Okay. Um, so this one comes from Nigel, who's at 28 underscore eight, KBPS tweets on Twitter. Um, uh, and I have a kind of a spin on this as well. Nigel's question is, will Scott White show up in Game Changers? Will he be Gunner or Scooter, or are they, or are they the same person? And then my add-on question to that is, were you able to squeeze out another role for Scott White?
3: I, you know, that's, that's funny that you say that. And sadly, it's the same problem. Like, I ran into him while we were shooting on the lot at Sony, while we were writing. And I was like, holy shit. And I'd always wanted to put him in, but I couldn't get him to Canada. I couldn't get anyone to Canada. Um, and that was uh, something we knew early on. So the idea of writing for him to come up, uh, I couldn't do, but I will in
1: season two. So in season two, will he be an entirely new character to keep yes, the team going?
3: Or I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think so. I mean, now I'm trying to think that was there an opportunity. And no, he would he, he would have had to stay up there the whole time. Well, he's got to
0: have a name that's like, so he was Gunner, he was Scooter, yeah. now yeah. he's got to be like Jumper or something like Jumper. that. Jumper. He's <laughs> like a basketball coach who wants to yeah. coach hockey.
3: You know, he's uh, he's an interesting guy. He, like, does, uh, he's big in the voiceover world in yeah. comics. Yeah, you know him as apart from that? We Since, talked you know, to him once. Um, yeah.
2: yeah, he was doing all kind of voices for us.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh he's pretty prolific in, in that world, but he definitely I was he's such a nice kid I wanted to wanted to put him in, uh but we will we'll get to him next season.
2: Nice, and just real quick before we wrap up here because we're coming up to the time, uh where did the the title the game changers come from? How did you guys come up with that? Uh, quite honestly,
3: we didn't come up with it. The studio wanted to add something i don't know what you call it like an addendum or a, mm-hmm. uh, I, I i at first i was like why and i was fairly against it but then i sort of their point was like how do you separate it literally on the platform versus the movies ducks one ducks two like and, and then i was like yeah i guess sequels do have like terminator rise of the machines or whatever and they wanted just something to uh to add to it to separate it but while still using the main title so we went through a bunch of them and we did pick game changers um i don't know it just look it's true uh and it's inoffensive so uh i liked it so that's why it's that way yeah.
0: i think my judgment day would have been the yeah. way to go <laughs> yeah.
3: well yeah. wait i did yeah there were some other pitches um but yeah this was the most sort of uh palatable for uh for the platform
2: any of them that you really liked or that were just funny that like never would have worked I can't
3: remember I mean uh I can't remember it was like uh I mean there were some dark 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 ones (laughs) 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 which you you can fill in the blank on like what happened to this person or that person
2: oh geez uh
3: but uh, uh in this uh in in this um season there's a joke about so they go to this ice palace where Bombay is the the coach and they and it's a beat beat up old uh Rank, but really cool you see it in the pot in the trailer right mm-hmm. so uh but there's a joke that josh wrote about like this place is scary legend has it that a uh a kid was buried under the ice died and was buried under the ice um and they never found him and then there's the one scene where that kid who says podcast body he's like i, I feel like i'm skating on frozen boy <laughs> <laughs> and, And then I was like, season two should be the ghost of the frozen boy comes out and haunts and haunts them. And, you know, sort of uh, a thriller. Well,
0: you you do know we have an entire Halloween series based on uh, McKill. That's who true. is a serial oh, really? killer stalker who, yeah, we've done McGill? iterations. Yeah. McKill. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh
1: McKill. Yeah.
3: Gotcha.
0: Yeah. A Michael yeah. Myers-esque character who. And,
1: and I believe and he does get the frozen ducks. under a lake at one point, doesn't he? Really? It? Yeah. yeah. That's how, that's how our first movie ends.
2: And at this, the, well, he, he punches out of the frozen lake at the end of the second, the first movie. Uh, so we have a sequel. We have, we do it every Halloween. We come up with another Mighty Ducks horror movie. Uh, so oh well this arena. frozen
3: boy is the best it's sort of like a stephen king uh like a really sp- omen like the omen kid is what i figured like mm-hmm. the Damien kid who who's frozen or or the comedy version is like encino manner like so he comes out and he only knows hockey from like the 30s to <laughs> the 40s and he's like an old school kid like american pickle like seth's movie and doesn't, so wear a like, yeah. doesn't wear helmet doesn't wear i'm an old school kid i don't know how far we can go with that but uh it could be fun <laughs> Uh, if anyone could
0: stretch an idea, it's us.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I want to give you more stuff. We can do a little more time if you want if you want more. Sure. information. Uh, I'm sort of looking over I'm, this is so funny. I, 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 I'm in LA now and I didn't go back after I directed. So we actually have to monitor the set through um, the live feed. So it's like I'm there, but I'm looking at the camera setups and then I'm texting and we have an iPad. And we're doing some pickups today for stuff we didn't do last night. So I'm sort of looking over there while I'm talking to you guys, uh monitoring the the pickups, which is just, you know, like little shots we didn't get last night. But all the cast is wrapped.
1: Um we have quite a few people in our lives that are huge Lauren Graham fans. Um, oh yeah. And so I can how did, how well did she kind of work in the in the ducks universe?
3: Pretty, pretty great, I thought. I was sort of amazed that we got her and that she wanted to do it and um, and that it lined up the way it did. Uh, I was, uh, cause she's such a talent and such a name really. Um, and she was she was really game and really, uh, she wasn't the most confident skater, which is okay for the character, um, but she started getting into it and she really fit in well, man. She's, she's a pro. She likes to work. She likes to hang out. She likes movies. She likes TV. Um, and she's got a lot of skills. Uh, acting wise oh, and comedy wise, chops. So I was kind of amazed and happy.
2: Now, uh, in her other show, she sings. You have Luca Islam, who we talked about, who's a big singer. Do we have any sort of uh, musical songs in any of these? Or is that just a, a talent that we didn't really tap into? What do you mean, her other show, the Zoe show? Yeah, the Zoe show. Yeah. She sings in that? She does.
3: Really? Oh, I didn't know. I, she, she, we took her from that show, so she's not back on that one. Actually, she might do cameos on that, but uh, I didn't know she was a singer. But, so there's your answer. Uh, no, <laughs> she, she doesn't sing, but there is there is singing. There's some there's some good singing. There's some really good singing, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you'll see.
2: Okay, well, now I'm excited. I'm a sucker yes. for a good song. I think, yes. didn't, we,
1: didn't we write a musical once upon a time, too? We like? did write
2: a Mighty Ducks musical. Uh well it was a theme. Like we didn't write it, write it, but you know, we came up right. with a final plot. We came up with the numbers and
0: stuff for the actual plot.
2: Yeah.
3: Right, and, right, right. And
2: like they
0: converted Mean it. Girls to a Broadway play. We did Mighty Ducks. We didn't get any offers though, which is weird.
3: <laughs> I wanted to do Mighty Ducks to Broadway play back when it was over. Back uh, after three I talked about doing it as a t as a Broadway play. I still think there's I mean you can do anything I mean obviously and and my this was back in the day before they'd done tons of movies uh Lion King and stuff like that and the lead and it just sort of done Broadway but I was like they did a show called Starlight Express on roller skates I was like why don't we do why don't we do ducks like kids on ice skates we can do it on a big stage and uh choreograph it and do fake ice or roller skates with, <laughs> with roller, blade, or roller blades you know with like fake ice blades on the outside of them and i talked about it a lot but it didn't get done did, this, it get, uh,
2: did it get anywhere or was it just uh, sort of dead on arrival like how far i away?
3: never i never pitched it i just sort of talked about it with uh one of the producers from the first movie because disney was sort of uh, was was in that business they had done and I, was, and I was just conceptualizing, but we never pitched it. Or maybe he went in and said, "How about this?" And they 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 stiffed stiff them, stiffed him, them. But uh, it's always worth uh If you got a good, if you got a good one, let me know, man. Broadway, Broadway, and <laughs> three and three when Broadway comes back, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I know in in the lead up to this, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but um, I, I believe it was Adam F. Goldberg when he was when we were kind of talking about like the rebirth of the Mighty Ducks. He had. Kind of talked about how I think it was him that said he'd like it to be kind of in the Cobra Kai reboot yeah realm. I, I yeah, mean, what's what's your take? How do you how do you feel that do you think it kind of aligns with that kind of world or
3: uh I I think it does it o- only in that I really and I don't I'm very careful not to like um everyone's influenced by everyone but uh I watched some of the Cobra Kai's like three years ago when it first came out because everyone said it was really good and I thought oh wow this is really good. Um just by the way they sort of created the world that was connected to the movies, but was new and had new takes on stuff. And I used that as like, oh, they did it. We can do it early on when I was developing the show. So I definitely, whatever magic they, and then I didn't watch anymore because I didn't want to take plot points or go, oh yeah, they had this person defect and that, which I'm sure there's crossover. Uh, I am ignorant of how much literal crossover other than um, you know sort of the the way they were able to accomplish it. So I think, I immediately recognized that as a successful adaptation and uh, took what I could from watching a couple episodes of it years ago.
0: I have a question about something we saw in the trailer. Um, what can you tell us about this uh, pretty boy coach of the Ducks that we see in the first, you know, 10, 15 seconds, who I guess is, has a cutthroat attitude. Dylan? Yeah. yeah is that who it is?
2: That's still in play fair. Are you guys yeah. not Letterkenny fans? I've,
3: i've not
0: seen i that. know
2: about it i've not i've not seen it uh, uh too much i'll watch it that'll be my homework by the next time we talk to you none of you
3: tommy kevin mike no it's one canadian is they don't canadian. allow
0: those shows in texas they think it'll yes like, <laughs>
3: excuse me we'll First all start asking all. for
0: universal health care and things i uh, don't want i that. mean it, it has a
3: hockey a huge hockey subplot it's canadian it's so awesome i can't i'm, I'm fairly disappointed you guys it's on hulu <laughs> It's the most bingeable thing you'll ever see. Uh, it's the funniest show. It's the funniest writing. Uh, it, it might make you guys create another podcast. For that. Seriously, <laughs> it's that good. Okay. It's, and it made me cast the kid Dylan Playfair out of there. And uh, I told Fanboy, the way you are about this show is the way I am about that show. And I, so much so that Brad Pitt mentioned it, that my friend Edward Norton wrote a thread that you can look up about Letterkenny about how it's the greatest show he's ever seen pretty much and uh and get on it next time you talk to me i want you to talk about letter kenny i
1: was was gonna ask uh and this is kind of not so much mighty ducks related but uh for everybody that's you know still quarantining out there aside from Letterkenny, do you have any other favorite shows or tv or uh or movies that you're watching right now we could Uh, recommend to our quack
3: yeah well to that audience uh <laughs> no i don't know i mean letter candy would have been, is definitely the only one because <laughs> there's seven there's a new season dropping and on christmas and there's like six other seasons 100 percent that's the one i am still watching like all the classic bullshit that i watches and likes i i tend to like um from queen's gambit to uh i like fucking uh show called tehran i just finished was really good israeli uh show um what do you guys like anything out there
1: we we watched queen's gambit that was good
3: yeah i finally watched
0: Watchmen, and it was awesome oh yeah yeah Yeah. that one's great yep i guess we should plug something from disney plus um
3: Oh, is Simpsons. that watchmen on Disney Plus?
0: No, that's HBO. They're, I guess you guys are rivals. But uh, Simpsons <laughs> is great. It's on if you haven't heard of that one.
3: Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. Is, is Mandalorian good? Yes, it is yeah. good. Yeah, we we I pitched again. I didn't watch that, but I was like, they're making it like a movie. They're shooting at the production value. The attitude is in. So we said we want to do it like that. We're not doing like a brightly lit High School Musical approach. We're going to do like a movie version of it. So that's what. We, we, we attempted to do and I think succeeded in, in, in our show.
1: Is there, is there quite a bit of like tug and pull involved in that, like negotiation between the studio and you?
3: There was only, they were on board, you know, we're pitching something cinematic, you know, which is a buzzword. It's like, we were very clear that you got to think of it as a sports movie, like Mighty Ducks, like Rudy, like Hoosiers, I mean, we're going for that magic quality that is is sort of identified with the music and the way it looks and the shafts of light coming through the barn and uh you know just stuff that is a cinematic approach and then by hiring the dp that i hired i knew we'd be able to 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 keep it that way you know and have it really uh really pop so it wasn't a pull it's only a money thing like we were like how much are those cameras cost and we're like and we just had to keep negotiating to, to, to for the tools that would make the look possible, and they were into it, and they're into it. I mean, I think with premium, what we call this premium programming. You know, it's like they're not they're not as worried about commercial breaks or keeping people um, the way it used to be. So they get that. What actually, and it's interesting because you talk about all the quality shows we just talked about. It, if you make a good show that looks like a movie, people will watch it and binge it. They are responding. The fact that Queen's Gambit is such a hit, it's the most elegant, well-shot, well-crafted show. It's nothing like a TV show. Um, and that, that's sort of a change that I think is happening where that's, that approach is, is being honored and approved. And uh, hopefully we're more in that camp than like a, you know, a programmer or entertainment.
2: Yeah. So what happens to this rink that you built now? That is a
3: sad thing. I think it's. I think it's got to go.
2: Oh really? They just tear it all down.
3: It melts first. You don't tear it. <laughs> you unplug it yeah. first, Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much pull the plug and it melts, and then there's these coils underneath. And we didn't buy the rink. That the the infrastructure under the rink was rented, I think. So they they'll come back and take that, take the boards. We actually cut all the glass because when they delivered it, it, had, it was 12 foot high, the glass around it. And I was like, oh no, we're gonna have to cut that and own it. So I, I think we paid for the glass and we're not returning that. And then what you'll have at the end of the day is a stage. Did I
2: post a picture on
3: Facebook of it while we were building it? I think we did,
2: I did. Maybe, I'd have to go back and look.
3: Yeah, I think way back a year ago, me and Amelia were standing there on an empty stage saying we're building an ice rink and you can kind of see what it looks like and it'll go back to that sad, sad, there's just, and I fought from the beginning, so you gotta, gotta take advantage of this, you know, because it's a million dollar set at least. And we took over this whole sounds stage system. It was like our world. We're the only show on this studio, Eagle Creek Studios in uh, Burnaby. And uh, we have a pizza place. Everything you see in the show, it looks so good, but it's all, it's all, most of it is like built. Yeah, there's very, we didn't go on location that much. So we built every reality. Michael
2: Wong, um, the production partner, I think. So, I mean, there was a, a thing on social media that said it was presented by Hendrix Hockey, um, <laughs> the, the rink. Um are there any other like? Do the Hawks make an appeal? You don't have to be specific, but do we see like the Hawks or Hendricks Hockey anywhere else? Any anything else that you can sort of give us tidbits wise? that's well, say, the Mighty Ducks, the arena is
3: Hendricks. Hendricks is the sponsor of the Mighty Ducks. Right. The arena is called the Hendricks Arena. That one in, in the beginning, and that's they've 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 taken over the franchise, and Target is involved. You know, Minnesota. I mean, like there, it's it's corporate. <laughs> They, they've, they've gone over that way. Um, yeah, for sure. And so uh, the, one hawks, thing, um, the Hawks, the okay. uh, Hawks, yeah, the Hawks are certainly mentioned and brought up. There's one joke I didn't get just because of the pandemic, which you guys would appreciate. I really, as they were moving up, as they were moving up in the uh, standings later in the series, uh, and they, they, I, I really wanted someone to go, the Panthers had the measles. So we, we <laughs> the Panthers had the measles, so don't worry about them. I was like, ah, communicable disease, like that wasn't as funny as like the team had COVID or something, so we couldn't, Didn't wasn't as funny to me, but it just as a stupid excuse about why that team was, this other team had had the measles, it was so funny to me. Uh,
0: Steve, one thing, and uh, forgive me for being critical, but I think was missing from the original trilogy was someone with a really over the top Minnesota accent. Did yeah. we get that in this series?
3: Why do you ask that?
0: Uh, I just think it's fantastic
3: sounding interesting interesting yeah, okay well there is one line in the pilot uh, or the first episode where someone has a very authentic Minnesota accent and that person is me
0: oh so Huddy doesn't appear, voice. How he, doesn't your appear. Voice.
3: he is he is a Minnesota man in an apartment talking through a speaker he's been bothered and Lauren Graham wants to buzz him up, and he says something in a Minnesota accent. That is exactly what you're talking about.
0: well wow, that's exciting.
3: It's it is, and <laughs> I, I gave it away. That's an Easter egg. That's not an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what egg that is. Well, but we can. see We can tell people. Bit, yeah. It's very Minnesota, and as I was like, we gotta have someone, you know, have it, because um, we didn't have the kids do it. But the one kid is Canadian. He does. He has a natural Canadian accent, which I really like and the other kids are uh, sort of not. Yeah.
0: Did you have to coach any of these kids to be like, "Hey, stop, you know, like the Canadian kids like, "Hey, you know, stop saying sorry or whatever." No, he
3: played he's Canadian from Canada. Okay, so the it, show. that's the kid that, you know, they think is so good but he can't skate.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. a great twist. That's a good one. So, I mean, we just had a lot of questions about, you know, the ducks and making them sort of the powerhouse and the bad guys. Was that sort of always the idea just what was the uh, the reasoning behind making the ducks the powerhouse and uh, sort of flipping the script there and making them
3: i think it was in, uh, and again i think cobra kai works that way i'm not sure right. i sort of intuited that and I, I get the the mythology a little screwed up on that but uh it, it came from a point of like what would have logically happen to the ducks if bombay wasn't on it and you know, how could, how that could have happened. Also, Josh and Kathy, um, Goldsmith and Yesweb who came into the process, really pitched this idea of sports hockey being out of control or youth hockey and parents. And that's why that trailer is, it echoes that thing about, I have a pediatric sports guy, you have two trainers. So that idea they brought in really heavy. Um, and the best way to sort of put that across was like make the main team a uh, an extension of that, that they had gone, you know, for 10 years or more. Um, that way and spun Emilio out of it because he didn't fit into the thing he created. And it sort of worked as a story point. And then obviously the first episode is a kid who's on the team being kicked off the team and being made a, uh, an, a member of another team whose name you guys
2: haven't figured out. <laughs> I, I have to go back. I'll, I'm going to go back and try to figure it out.
0: I've been trying yeah. to find out. Um, I was, there might be reflection in the glass at some point. Oh, but yeah. it's i don't know are getting deep. is it you an said... animal
3: <laughs> no no <laughs> it is not uh, you you get you get five questions it is not an animal uh, okay That's a good one and those colors who asked about those colors uh
2: i did the gophers that, that is they are
3: gophers colors they really are I, I i love them i just love them and we had to i didn't want to do the green or the uh the traditional ducks because it's a different team but uh I love that that sort of burnt red, uh Roshkin Redskin, gophers, saturated yellow and red uh colours. And uh it felt sort of old school and fit into the look of that rank, which was really wood and warm. So yeah.
0: Like regionally relevant to, to Minnesota.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think because was certainly the gopher thing, yeah.
0: Well like the name, like you might have like oh yeah. You're not gonna call no. them the
3: cowboys, obviously. No, well, I'm, hope I'm not, not. Okay. i'm not no they're not the cowboys all right I, well, guys two. Have, I don't think you have it in you guys to figure this one out because i was pretty proud when i figured it out oh okay uh, i thought it was it's very logical it's in there it's, it's, in, that, in, it's there.
2: in that it's in there i'm disappointed in myself that I well no that. it's not easy it's not okay. easy
3: but it is in the pilot if you really think what what could they be called what could they call themselves it'd be interesting if you could figure it out
2: hmm. all right well <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out we'll figure it out i think we've uh more than uh, exhausted our time here okay uh, for us the go there contact us uh thanks to our executive producers elsie barnett and alex Jabara. our producers deborah chen jeremiah Bershey, adam ferry joyce Ng, jared beasley and lisa wobeg uh twitter at quiet facebook.com slash pod go to itunes give us five stars tell us what name you think the uh new quote-unquote ducks team i guess is uh watch mighty ducks game changers on disney plus um anything else that you want to promo here steve
3: promo um uh what's that show called uh hubie halloween on netflix
2: oh yes adam sandler hubie halloween enjoyable very enjoyable and uh and
3: just get ready for um for the uh for the release and all the, the run-up to it and I'll, I'll get you uh i'll get you i'll try to get you emilio and just uh and, and put you back in touch with the uh publicity people so you can be tied in because you guys are definitely you you are you're an inspiration
2: <laughs> thank you you're yes. an inspiration for us as well it's mutual <laughs> uh, fellow with that Remember. I'm very,
3: very happy to see you because we're zooming for people who don't know, and you all look relatively normal, which is (laughs) a great relief to me. Because you can imagine what I was expecting to see here.
1: Yeah. Like uh,
3: three, three Miltons from office space essentially, (laughs) which I was expecting to see. (laughs) Like okay, fellas. But yeah, it looks like you have your lives and all good. So so carry on with this.
2: Yes. Yeah. I was just uh, wrapping it up here. Remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Okay. Black okay.
1: back. Ain't no The quick
3: attack is back, Jack. Oh yeah.